Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Teaching Tips Tuesday with me, Alex Fabrega from the Foundation for Blind Children. And today we have a guest from the Foundation for Blind Children. How are you doing today, Jamie? I'm good, Alex. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on Teaching Tips Tuesday again. This is not your first rodeo. I hope it's gotten a little bit easier each time you've done it. Yes, it has. Now, you were telling me recently that you recently performed your first CVI assessment on an adult. Yes. So typically we don't perform CVI assessments on adults. They are performed on on children, students, elementary students, high school students that we're working with. But children with CVI grow up to be adults with CVI. And those adults still need their functional vision assessed, whether they are in a vocational rehabilitation program trying to enter the workforce or if they're maybe in a different life skills program, we still need to know where they're at visually so that they can be best supported. So I know this individual came in through our ATS program, our Adult Transition Services Program. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you, so I, I've done, I'm a TVI, I've done plenty of CVI assessments in my day. What, how did you differentiate? So initially, I approached it the same as I would do any assessment. I took Dr. Roman's CVI assessment, and I I took those materials, and then I looked through the range and the guide and identified what would be most interesting to an adult of that age. What What would make sense to use to evaluate and assess his vision? I really focused on making it age appropriate. Don't want to use baby toys when you're doing a CVI assessment on an adult. I have a lovely rubber duck that I have shoved onto a flashlight. So you're telling me that my my great duck flashlight would not be appropriate for this. I don't think it would be appropriate at all. Probably not. I have favorite, favorite vision toys too that that I could not use in this Mm -hmm. assessment. Looking at it, one of the things we look at with people, individuals with CVI is how well that they can see with clutter and if uh, complexity and on a page, complexity on a page in that visual array. And so I took a Calvin and Hobbes comic book and shared the comic book with him and had him read the comics to me. And this allowed me to find out how much he was able to see on the page when it became too cluttered. I could gather a lot of information from him looking at a comic book that was age appropriate, that matched his interest level, and it gave me that information that I needed. Another characteristic we see in individuals with CVI is their visual motor, and if they're able to integrate Mm -hmm. looking while reaching for things. And so typically, I would have several toys in, in the space, and the student may be reaching for them. In this case, I had a Jenga game, and so we just played Jenga for a few minutes. And this really helps identify the looking and reaching. A lot more fun to do an assessment if you are just playing a game for a few minutes. And we had fun playing it and I was able to gather a lot of information about his visual motor skills and integrating that looking while reaching and us laughing when we all knocked over the jingle blocks. The tower falls down, yeah. And the tower Doesn't falls down. How old you are, exactly. like knocking over a tower of blocks is funny. <laughs> At any age. From cradle <laughs> to grave. Yeah, that's always a great one. I really like yeah. the idea of the Calvin and Hobbes books because a lot of them are so sparse. Like it's just kind of like the simple white background. There's Calvin, there's Hobbes, they're talking. But there are some that are very visually engaging. That's a really neat range of images. I, mean, I might have to add that to my own. CVI kit. I really like that. Yeah, it was it was really 
a good one to use. Were there any anything that came up that you were not expecting? Because I know you you've probably done hundreds of CVI assessments in your career. What made this one really stand out? This one was really interesting because typically when I'm doing a CBI assessment, I'm not able to necessarily interview the student. I can still communicate with the student, be engaging with the student, but they're not yet able to articulate what things they can see, help me identify what things are difficult for them to see, kind of explain to me how they're doing visually. And this individual was able to communicate with me and to talk with me and to really articulate the things he could see in his space or when that Calvin and Hobbes book got too busy and he was able to just share his story and share how he accesses his materials, whether they're print materials or getting his school supplies in and out of his backpack or where things were in the room we were in. And that was very, it was very enlightening and is interesting to be able to talk to somebody that could explain to me some of those things. Back and forth about it, yeah. The back and forth. And so that interview piece we often do with the child's family or the child's teachers or other therapists to gather from their observations, how they think the student is doing visually. And this student was able to articulate a little bit more about visual information that that was meaningful and reliable and, and where there might be some gaps. And so that was that was very interesting and insightful, and I felt like I learned a lot from how he used his vision. So what I have gathered from this conversation so far is that we got to think about doing assessments on folks when they're past being kids. Yes. In the field. I mean, this is the first time I had considered this as well. It just hadn't entered my thoughts before of doing this assessment. Um, make your assessment relevant for age. I think Absolutely. we should be doing that with most people, obviously, but it's it's a whole different animal post post secondary. Mm-hmm. And if your assessee is capable of having that nice, mature back and forth, use that. That's a lot of great information. I'm sure you got from that. It was very valuable, and it helped me guide where to go next in the assessment. So I really appreciated that opportunity. Also, All right, excellent. Well, since you've been on before, I've already asked what your favorite part of your job is. Yes. So how about instead, can you tell us a story about some time from your career when when things did not go as planned? So often we get those beautiful inspirational stories of how we're out there changing the world. And sometimes we, we definitely are. But there are those times where lessons just fall flat. So do you have a good story for that? I do. I do. It was my first year teaching and I was so excited. I had this beautiful book all adapted. I had the items to go with it. I was ready to go. I had eight little students in the semicircle and I sat down and I was very, very excited. I could not wait to dive into this lesson. And I grabbed my book from, from my little pile and I opened it up and I can't wait to tell them this story. And I look out and there are eight little three and four year olds, all of them looking up at the ceiling. Not one of them was paying any attention to me. And so at that moment, I also look up at the ceiling to see what is so interesting. The paraeducator in my classroom happened to catch the moment and take a picture. (laughs) And I realized that the ceiling fan that was spinning with the light on it was much more visually engaging than any materials I had prepared for our story time. So we had a good laugh and then Mm -hmm. we turned off the the light on the reset. We're like, okay, let's try this one. Try it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, these are the moments that make us capable teachers, I believe. These, these little moments <laughs> always stay with you. <laughs> Watch out for those ceiling fan lights when you're working <laughs> with kids with CVI. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for being on another episode of TTT with us, Jamie. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. And thank you so much to the folks at home for giving us another watch. We hope to see you next week.